<laughs> Welcome everybody to Drum Education Live, episode 89, and tonight we have Adam Bond with us. Please subscribe to our channel, so then you're never going to miss an episode and you're going to love it. Adam, Adam, Adam. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've been following you on Instagram for some time. And I have no idea about your beginnings into drums, and I would love to know. Nice. Um, I'm Cornish by, by birth, and I come from a musical family. Um, my dad is a keen amateur musician. He plays in a brass band. He plays the B-flat B -flat bass, or the tuba. Uh, and my cousin's a, a working musician. Um, I didn't necessarily think I would become a musician. I just like took music through school and it was okay. I didn't, I did music a little bit outside of school, like playing in brass bands and stuff. It wasn't until I was like year 10 or 11 in school. So that's like 14, 15, where something clicked. I just started playing playing a lot more. I, I think I was going through, through my emo phase. <laughs> so I was playing like, I really like playing along to music. I certainly did then. So as soon as I discovered like Enter Shikari, Kill Switch Engage, like Lamb of God, I was like, yes. Uh, so like, but that's happening. And I go to go to college and I uh, start do a first year of doing A, -le a levels. But I, I discover that I actually don't really like exams. And I don't think like I'm academic in that way to do like A levels. So I do a complete switch up. I drop everything. And I do the only thing at the time that I really enjoyed doing, which was music. Um, I had some kind of uh, naive confidence in, in my own ability on the drums. And I thought like, I'm okay on the drums. I'm a pro. In reality, I wasn't. So I, I took music <laughs> tech uh, and A-level music um, past them. Uh, A-level music was really hard because it's classically based and I'm a drummer. Um, it's not that that the drum kit wasn't written for um, um, any like Beethoven symphony, so they're like that was a little bit brutal. But got through that. I went to ACM, um, did ACM. Uh, oh, what else happened after that? Uh, obviously, uh, left ACM. Had what a lot of people um, experience. It's like a oh my god moment um, where, um, well, basically, I mean, I guess you guys might have experienced it. You graduate from music college and then there's nothing and you have to pay your own rent and survive and become an adult boo that sucked and um and i'm still recovering 10 years later <laughs> <laughs> what did you do at acm what course did you do um it was a drum degree it had a fancy name and effectively it was two years of a mixture of um like drum classes, but you're in like a group scenario with loads of other drummers. You mostly you're on electric kits, and every like three weeks is like a small exam. Uh, there's some like some live performance stuff where where um, you'll get you're given like a new song every three weeks, and then within the three weeks you have to like play it roughly as as per the recording. And you get uh, graded and that, and then other bits and bobs like some theory stuff. But then because I'm not like not a musician, like quotation marks. Uh, the theory I wasn't that good at, and then some business stuff. The business was good, 
because actually like that that's become quite handy and um yeah just the two years the two years flew by it was a re- it was quite a strange um strange experience if i'm talking too much by the way let me know i'm just gonna keep keep rambling the, I, I, the, I think what i think what i have to say say is good <laughs> the whole the, the whole the whole objective of this exercise is for you to speak as much as you want i'm gonna be here for hours no <laughs> i was gonna say like um I I was I, I went to music college, but then I didn't really know I was going, and I kind of had this had this feeling this feeling that like if I go to, to music college, I, I'll instantly become a, a professional, and not even knowing what that meant to be a working musician. Um, so the whole A6, ACM or music college experience for me was um, quick, and um, and the the ending of my education in that regard was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Because like um, I didn't want to move down to Cornwall because Cornwall is beautiful, um, but it's one of the poorest parts of the country. And if you're want to mon- if you want to monetize music, um, you really need to be in a place or you benefit from being in a place that has a strong economy. So I, w- I went to stay up here, which meant I ended up sofa hopping, I ended up staying with some friends in church, and just um, yeah, it was just really really tough and pretty and pretty crap. But I- all was good now. now- <laughs> And now things like a little bit better. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's, it's amazing. Sofa. Yeah, look, look, you've got your own branded hoodie. You've Woo-hoo. got your own studio. You've got a foot switch, my friend. Yeah. So you know, that's... I don't have that. I don't think Felipe has that. So no, I, I don't. I don't have anything. Uh, I've made it. I only have this computer have. where we're doing this this interview. Uh, yeah, I think I think the proof a person made it, it made it is the foot switch. No doubt about. it. I literally just uh, I when I was I had I was fortunate uh, before COVID um, to attend one of Mike Johnston's um, uh, drum camp things, and it was a teaching camp. And then when I was there for like the five days, it is I was like a sponge. I, I was like I'm gonna take everything. <laughs> so one of the things was like uh, the foot switch and I didn't think much about it until then the start of the pandemic. St- I, all that happened. And then I wanted like a semi-decent online setup, and I think, and I thought, what well, what what he did um, is he just like when he wants to speak in a live stream, he'll like unmute the mic switch thing. So that's that's what I, I ended up doing. But in reality now, um, I do care about my online lessons, but not enough to give it that like production value. So in reality, even though I've invested all this money in all of this expensive uh, musical stuff. I generally just use the microphone on this lapel mic and it works fine. Yeah, so the moral of the story is do not spend money on gear. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> that's that's the cool. Whole po- that's yeah. the whole point of being a musician, spending all your money in gear, whatever gear. Like, I need, I, need, I need a new ride symbol. Yeah, Felipe needs his eighth or ninth ride. Not, tenth. <laughs> Ridiculous. Are you are you guys playing like a certain a certain brand or is any brand or do you all go for like big symbols small symbols? I I, I like dry right symbols. Mm, yummy. You you might like this. Uh, oh, I've got two right symbols here. You might like possibly. So this thing here. I mean, on the camera, it looks like it's a, it's a splash. I can like put it in like <laughs> yeah. It looks quite small. Yeah. Uh, it it's um it's a twenty four inch uh, wow. extra. Dry. 
medium thing from um from the wonderful people in Germany, uh, Mr. Minors, and uh, that's nice. And then um, I recently got a, uh, it's uh, a vintage pure ride. It's basically it looks like something that, that's been through like the world wars, and it's uh, it's dry and delicious and it's yummy. You guys should come over at some point. Admittedly, I'm not close, but you know. we will. Will uh, we will. Kira, it's his fault. Uh, he, he he gave me he gave me options to buy a new symbol. Now I, I'll have to do it. You have to do it. Okay. I'm, I can help spend your money. I'm great at spending other people's money. <laughs> no, I have to spend other people's money because I don't have any. So. <laughs> this, yeah, truth of being a working music, musician. All oh, the struggles real. So, okay. question is, you're, you're saying that the two years flew by and and the business lessons were very good. Would you say they were probably better than the drumming lessons because you already played drums? I got to watch what I'm what I say because I, I can't be too negative. <laughs> um, it's not about the, being negative; okay, like, it's so about giving you a like perspective. The the performance lessons are good, but at the time you didn't get much one-to-one contact, and. Um, I don't know if anything's changed in that regard in that in the uh, educational facility. Um, so, uh, and I didn't appreciate that if you want to become a working musician, you're probably going to end up being self-employed. So having having the ability to monetize your craft, I like having business skills. If you want to become a working musician, is um, very important indeed. Yeah. So in that regard, and also like my, my tutor at the time, his name was Jim Jamoa, absolute legend. I'm still a friend of him now. Uh, he was just a lovely person. Um, and I suppose like like a lot of people going into the business classes, you're like, uh, this, like, why am I doing this? But um, I spend more time um, almost like running businesses, I would say, than actually like playing the drums by far. Like I generally, I've been like playing, playing drums on gigs or at events I run. I'm only ever playing the drums in a, in a teaching scenario. I very rarely play just for good, good vibes, um, which and, and which I guess is, is a little bit sad. Also, it's like, hey, got to pay them bills. Yeah, the bills it's a reality. It and, is a reality. Uh, and the wife wants wants new new jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loads of stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. And, and also like I suppose like my, my mentality in for this all is like I I mean admittedly it's hard now perhaps. I don't want to be a struggling musician. If where possible, I want to have multiple income streams so that way I can have like a, a semi decent life. Well life obviously money doesn't mean a thing, you know, it's all about what's inside your heart. But money also like money can help help buy Adam a puppy or whatever. Just I I, I don't want to always be um be struggling. So in that regard, like having business skills or developing business skills, running businesses is really, for me at least, it's it's um, important. Yeah, true. Yes. Money doesn't money doesn't bring happiness, but can take you to suffer in somewhere nice. <laughs> Amen. So, speaking of business, you run the school of drumming. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell me a little bit about? What was it that brought you to form that business? When was it? How did you how did you start it? Because from the outside, it's like, wow, 
wow, you know, Adam's doing all this amazing stuff and I want to talk about it all. But it's like, um, how did you even, you know, decide like, this is what I'm doing and know how to set it up and all of all of the stuff. I want details, man. I mean, like, I guess like one thing to point out is that like what you see now has taken maybe like six years. So it's definitely not like, it's not like I clicked my fingers and suddenly like, like we, we're at where we are. Like, very, like that's very much not the case. Um, so I, okay, so I end up, I leave ACM. Okay, this is a massive like Zoom, Zoom by like, uh, which is not the right word, but you'll get me. So I leave ACM, um, end up in hospitality, work in coffee shops, uh, eventually, work up to being a manager in a coffee shop, get sacked, sad face, actually turned out to be the best thing ever because I, I almost like um, a few days after I get offered like a part-time job, which actually turned out to be the best thing ever. The reason why is because it gave me time. I wasn't like stuck, stuck working behind the coffee machine and like running someone else's business. Mm -hmm. I had the, the brain space to like recover from being in hospitality for a few years. And then, and then think like, come on now, Adam, like if you moved up here to become a musician, you better actually like do this. So I like, I thought, well, what are the areas that I could possibly monetize in the music industry? I know this is like perhaps quite emotionless, but I mean, maybe monetizing music can, is just very like down to the point. Um, so I wanted to monetize teaching to some degree. And I thought to myself, um, uh, many things, <laughs> but like, what? What if I? What if I? I, well, I don't didn't want people just to come to me and get drum lessons from Adam. I wanted it to be bigger than Adam in the future. I didn't necessarily know what, know what that looks like. But I wanted it to be bigger than me, so I started a, a limited business called the School of Drumming Limited. Um, comically, no one had taken that name, or that, or like had um, all their domains. Uh, so that, so I did that. I got their domains from GoDaddy, um, and. I started off going to people's homes a little bit, like driving people's homes in my Volkswagen Polo. His name's Chuck. Uh, and that is was Chuck, okay. Is Chuck still around? Chuck's still around. Uh, at the moment, right. Yana, who's, who's my lovely wife, she normally drives Chuck. I have Bob. His full name's Bobby. It's a Czech name. Or, I mean, this isn't to do with drumming, but there's, there's an <laughs> advert in Czech where there's um, a, a couple walk into a Czech Chinese restaurant and then but and and, and and they have a pug and then eventually like that they order from the menu and and the meal comes out and and and, and the dog is in the soup and, and that's why it's the dog's called bobby anyway that's that dark story moving on uh, <laughs> was i okay so teaching drums is that a um, commercial going to people's homes it is a commercial going to people's homes i did only had like maybe four or five students but already i i i I kind of think of my business life in terms of like um, problems and solutions. So the problem I was facing was that I was driving to people's homes, which took time and petrol, and I couldn't control the like the environment in their in their homes. Like sometimes their drum kits were naff, and I'd be in like one drum kit might be in like someone's lounge, one might be in someone's bedroom, which is strange. So I ended up renting renting a place close by in Adelstone um, for like two evenings a week, and to just do lessons from there. And that was cool. But every night I'd have to. Uh, loading the drum kit in a small PA system and do the lessons. So I really wanted to find like a commercial space 
um, if possible, to do more lessons from. So that's kind of where this came up. Literally on Gumtree, I was looking and then it was like, music studio for rent. And I was like, ah, oh, I want a music studio. Uh, so we moved in here eventually in 2018. And then we've been growing ever since. There's this space that I'm in, which we use six days a week for lessons. And there's another space through the wall, again, used six days a week. And now we teach close to 90 people every week, one-to-one -one lessons. And that's the main thing it does. We've dipped our toe into other other things, but um, but the, the bulk of the bread and butter is our is our one to one students. Amazing. Did you have to sound do any soundproofing, or was that all sorted? Um, so uh, a person in the past had built in both rooms, rooms within rooms. So like they were, so like sound doesn't get out really. Um, we have invested a fair bit of money in changing the lighting, like the consumer unit, adding an aircon. It, it wasn't the spaces. It was used before as like um as like an evening rehearsal space. So it was a little bit dark. Uh, but I wanted it to be light and fun. So yeah, ch changed it. Um, and over, and because I was working part time, um, that was kind of like what I lived off financially. So then. As the drum school grew, the money instead of taking a wage from the drum school, I popped it into like investing back into the business. That's we had kind of had like a um, we could buy what might be seen as uh, ludicrous amounts of money on equipment. We were able to do that just because I wasn't taking an income from the business. Yeah, and then I went full time with this kind of at the start of the pandemic when I went on furlough, but like properly at the start of twenty one. Uh, going back a little, you said you opened a, a limited company. Mm -hmm. Since we're going the, the the business the business path, what is the advantage of having you know a limited company or just being a drum teacher? The main advantage is if for whatever reason you go bust, the the taxman doesn't take your house. Mm. You are the business is its own legal, legal its own thing, so they take they'll take your business but they can't touch anything that's owned, that's actually owned by you. And also, I didn't want, how to, how to best word this, I like have financially separating out all my business endeavors into into the two, uh, the two businesses that I'm currently running, or limited companies, and then my family is separate. If there's a significant border between the two, um, that way, it doesn't get confusing, and also it's just clear where the business where the business starts and where it stops. Cool. I mean, admittedly, I mean there are, there are downsides. Um, uh, we we pay a lot more in accountancy, definitely than you would if you were like a sole trader or you if it was just you. But I've just made the decision that yeah, I just want it. I just want that protection, I guess. Let's go back into drums, and then I've got some other. <laughs> question. I like drums. <laughs> who who was the first drummer that you thought yeah i like them tell us who your influences are and who you who you like um the first first person I went <coughs> yeah um was <laughs> travis barker uh i think that that's that that's the first drummer that made me listen to the drums i think it was I think um, Blink released like a great, a great hits album, even though they hadn't been out of wow, yeah. So it was, it was on that. Um, I really liked that. 
I, were, I think that's what got me down the the drumming and um, and like emo hole. <laughs> and then um, and then like other than that, I generally like all music. I mean, I've grown up in church. I like church music. That's had a that's had a uh, that's had a massive influence on my on my playing. Um, I mean, I like I like the, the drumming gods. They're pretty great. Uh, Mr. Mr. Vinnie Colaiuta, Dennis Chambers, Steve Gadd. Um, who else do I like? Oh, and like I guess like like more modern drummers. Massively into the sound of of Benny Greb. Actually, he is just his sound. I, I really like. Um, I think that's in turn why uh, I I chose to to use the vintage series drum kits. Um, because if they're good enough for Benny, they're good enough for me. Uh, and, and and I think also perhaps like generally like the like I'm attracted. I don't know why more to the minor family of artists out of all, all, all the bigger symbol companies, because I feel that their symbols sound different and I like that. Yeah. Ooh. Is there a drummer that everybody loves that you don't like very much? Oh my gosh. No, I don't think so. I am. Um, I think through teaching, I've grown the ability to like listen to stuff, but not overthink it. So what, what I mean by that is because I'm listening to other drummers play quite a lot during the week and they can't like different sounds can come from the drum kit. Some of them are more rhythmically on point than others. I, I've learned not to take any of that personally or overthink it that much. Sometimes when I hear a drummer who I think is would take a different uh, approach to a song than I would, then then that's fine. I think it's different if it's in a live situation with a band. But generally, like if you're in a band and like you're on stage, you're probably going to be be pretty great. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think like I think generally, keeping time on a drum kit isn't too bad. Um, it's probably when other if there was an instrument and I had had pitch and it was out of pitch, I'd struggle with that. I think that's the more common thing that I struggle with, perhaps, than uh, the drums. The drums are cool. They're great. Don't get me wrong. Like if someone's playing in a small room and they're hitting the drums really loud, I don't appreciate that. But it's only because I don't think that's musical. But, you know, if they want to do that and it's their symbols, good on them. As long great years. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, but but I think um, like one of the things I, I run, I run a weekly jam night, and then um, we're just very blunt. <laughs> I think is the right word when it comes to if if someone is playing too loud, we say so, and yeah, we just have a base level of, of expectation. But and, I uh, think it's important because I think it's also part of edu the education. You know, if the person is playing too loud in a small room, they need to learn that you need to control your volume. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're totally right. I'd say like, like so many people are like bedroom drummers and a lot of people, I don't know what it is. Maybe they just don't have experience or maybe they just haven't yet been been told by someone like, like you can play the drums dynamically that's okay. 
So maybe it's my job to tell them that. But I never, I never want to be mean. I always want to be constructive. But when you're telling someone news that's blunt, direct, and that might be hurtful, it's you speak out of love. Yeah, your yeah. playing's great. If it was like ten percent of the volume. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think makes a great teacher, a drum teacher, and in relation to that? What do you think is missing from drum education? Got two questions in one. This is tricky. There's quite a few things. Um, Maybe top three, top three that make a great drum teacher. So, so like other other than like than things that are that's generally helpful. I like being somewhat good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) On on, on what you're teaching, I think um, yourself in your mind and your body being actively engaged throughout the entirety of the lesson is really important. When I am actively engaged, like the whole time, lessons go really well. If I'm having a bad day, they don't. And it's just because I'm not giving giving all that I can. So that's one thing. Patience and almost like forgiveness when things don't go as you might want, I think it's really, really good. And probably, I mean, I'm not always good at this, but communicating clearly like expectations of what you're hoping to achieve both in the lesson and then outside the lesson. And this is a fourth thing, in- encouraging encouraging your students, really freaking encouraging them to get out and listen to live music and play live music. Yeah, my goodness. As soon as people like get the live music bug, I think they're hitched. It's like, it's almost like fishing. I love using fishing analogies. I find them so funny. I don't, don't take them too seriously. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's like when when they've got that live music bug and they played in the band from the first and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much better than the drum lesson. 